Welcome back to the Hygiene Profit Leaders Podcast. I'm Caitlin Hall, and I'm one of your hosts today. And with me, I have Jessica Mickle and Doug Crookston. Yeah, we have about three of us. I think this is our first time that we've had a podcast with three people on it. So you get three different perspectives, three different views about um, what are we going to be talking about today, Doug? Today, we're going to be talking about holistic hygiene. And just so everybody knows, all three of us are registered dental hygienists, and we have been practicing for quite a while in private practice, so we have been able to see a lot of this stuff personally. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We've, we've been hygienists, we've been assistants, we've been in dentistry for a while, we've been with SI for a while. I'm about to celebrate my three-year anniversary. Jess, you've been with us for... Five years, almost five years. Five years. I've been here a couple. There so. we go. Yes. Yeah. And so. I've actually been in dentistry for 21 years, so probably longer than both of you put together. There so. we go. <laughs> there we go. So awesome. we've seen a lot, we've heard a lot. So um, one thing where I feel like it's up and coming is kind of holistic, or it's something we don't really know much about. It so. absolutely is, and it's a new trend in healthcare as a whole, not just in dentistry. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like all of us in all of healthcare needs to be abreast on some of the alternative styles of medicine and be open and honest and just be knowledgeable of things that are possibilities and could be a little bit of stretch to the imagination. Absolutely. I feel like I'm going to be representing a lot of the listeners just because it's something that I don't know a lot of. So I'm going to be learning a lot from you guys and asking questions and just kind of learning everything that I can because like I said that's perfect it's, it's well new. you're the, in the majority yeah um, I'm very fortunate that um, I practice in downtown Atlanta for the past 16 years and I worked with a practice that we were not a holistic practice however we had around 25% of our patients that were referred to us from a holistic doctor of osteopathic medicine so once these patients started coming to us I really had to think outside of the box and be open and willing to change or to listen to alternative styles and to be firm also in knowing what the research shows and the data shows mm -hmm. in response mm -hmm. to what the American Dental Association yeah. gives us as guidelines yeah. as hygienists. And I think a lot of dental hygiene schools, at least for me uh, up in uh, Wyoming, we really didn't talk much about holistic dentistry. No, at all. And <laughs> I believe it's something that hygiene schools have to get better about. And talk about it so that these graduates can come out and be able to feel comfortable with these conversations because, as we all know, fluoride is a great benefit. But what happens when you have that patient that just says no to you? And I don't know about you two, but there have been times that I have sat there and argued with patients on the benefits of fluoride. And guess what? Did I ever win? Never. No. <laughs> and so it's not, it's yeah. not worth the argument. Yeah. So we have to educate ourselves and find out what do we do with these patients it's kind of like when those patients, kind of like we we're talking about, when they say it's poison or, you know, yeah. it, it's the That's worst thing you, you can do. So it's like you don't want to argue with them, right? No, but you have to be knowledgeable in the topic. Absolutely. At least. Yeah. And in all honesty, fluoride, it is a neurotoxin, mm -hmm. believe it or not. And At high you, levels, it is. Oh. High constant levels. Okay. But so is your cell phone. Yeah. So is living in a brick home. True. And we don't think about those things. And, I, you know, Doug and I, we had a training the other day. We talked about almonds and apple seeds actually containing arsenic. 
So hmm. everything that we have that's naturally occurring at certain levels can be a toxic substance. Right. So this is where we have guidelines that's been given to us by the American Dental Association mm -hmm. and the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, yeah. that tells us at what levels that it's safe for human consumption. And I believe there is a big misconception even on fluoride that you know, here we are placing topical fluoride, this is not going systemically. Correct. And that's something that we really have to make sure our patients understand is what is our delivery? And if we do our delivery right, will the patient understand it better? Mm -hmm. Or do we just shut down when they say no, it's, you know, like you said, it causes cancer, whatever it is. Do we as providers just shut down and say, oh, they just don't want it? Or do we need to spend some time and educate these patients or at least mm -hmm. figure out what can we do you know, and, and today, I think a lot of this is, what are we gonna do when we have that holistic patient? What are all the alternatives that we can go to? Right, so now are you saying that all offices need to have that holistic alternative? Well, they at least need to have the conversation. They at least need to know a game plan when you do, instead of just sitting there and not knowing what to say, right? Right, right. They need to have, a, again, an alternative. So if someone tells you no to fluoride, which that is their right to be able to tell you mm -hmm. no, but we should be thinking outside the box and thinking of other alternatives and there are several products out there available that we can help provide and guide our patients to. Definitely needs to be a part of your standard of care, right? Absolutely. So if a patient, you know, this is our number one, this is what we offer when a patient's at high risk, but you know, have a backup plan where if I'm new coming into your practice, I would love to know that. You know, if I'm part of a practice or joining a practice that does believe in those options or, you know, is open to offering those options to patients, I would need to know that. Absolutely. And there's some really great products out there that actually do phenomenal at helping out these patients. So, for example, a lot of you may know MI Paste. And my paste is considered holistic, but there is one thing I you have to remember that. about that. So, um, and my paste is more on the holistic scale. Um, it does help remineralize the tooth structure, but it does contain milk. So if you have patients mm. that are allergic to milk, this could be an issue for them. So it's just making sure that they are aware of that, and, but it is an alternative. However, we must understand that MI paste re re requires patient compliance. So it's yeah. not going to be a one-time experience in the office like as if you were a placing fluoride varnish. It would be something that you would administer to them to, for them to take home and use so on a regular like a, basis. Like a Floridex or Absolutely. a okay. Absolutely. Interesting. And not, not just in that realm, but also, you know, like periscience. Some people have said that it is holistic where other people have said it isn't. What you have to do as teams is you need to not take everything at face value and you need to go and look. Do your own and research. Do your research and feel confident that you can present it to people. Mm -hmm. Another one that we have that we wrote down, tooth and gum tonic. I think it's a great product. I've used it. I, um, have, I have too. But there are some yep. offices that I've been into that really don't like it. So, you know, this is going on. Everyone loves essential oils right now. You mm -hmm. know, everybody's That's into aromatherapy. <laughs> it's a trend right Here's now. Cavities. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of our actual medicines that are in medicine today actually are derivatives of plants, mm -hmm. which is where essential oils come right. from. So, you know, I, I just kind of go back to Listerine. Mm -hmm. So Listerine, before it was a mouthwash, it was an antiseptic for surgical instruments. And what is the additive 
in Listerine. Peppermint oil. Peppermint oil. So it's not the alcohol that actually <laughs> kills. <alcohol>. Yeah, so <laughs> most hygienists, and uh, even yeah. in medicine today as a whole, they think it's the alcohol. It's actually the peppermint oil that has natural antibacterials or antimicrobials. Yeah. So there are properties of essential oils that do have healing properties. So it's not something that you want to shut the door on and be like, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It absolutely works. Would it be the best case scenario? Maybe not. But is it better than nothing? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It all comes back to what is the patient value? How can we build that value and get them to get on board with us to understand why they need it yeah. to help prevent these caries? So kind of going back to what you mentioned, Jess, just kind of talking about trends that are out there. So yeah. even if I'm in an office, we don't necessarily believe in holistic products. You know, we just haven't gotten on, you know, done our research really, right? right. But um, would you recommend that, you know, me and my doctor and the other hygienists in the practice, we really sit down and look at the trends that are out there just so we're educated and you know, up to date? You absolutely should. You have to understand that there's different regions of the country and of the world that believe different things. And that's sure. whether it's politics or religion or healthcare, mm -hmm. right? Um, I, you know, funny story, I am based out of Georgia. I've grown up in Georgia and um, I recently did a continuing education class out in Colorado where they started talking about cannabis oil as oh treatment gosh. for periodontal <laughs> therapy, mm -hmm. yeah. right? And and to us, uh, and especially in deep South Georgia, that's oh, yeah. a faux pas, it's right? Like, what? Yeah, it's like what? <laughs> you know, it's a legal substance. <laughs> yeah. But um, however, there are healing properties to it, and sure. so you, it, whether you believe it or not, you at least need to be aware of it. That there are people who do believe that way. Be educated. Be open-minded. Right. If you can at least be open-minded, even if you don't believe it. If you allow that patient to speak their opinion mm -hmm. and how they feel and you don't devalue it, yeah. they're going to be more willing to hear an alternative that you may have for them or hear as your a solution. Side of it too, Absolutely. Right? Yeah, I agree. I think it's one of those things where sometimes patients just want to be heard. And Absolutely. You know, just hearing them out, even if they sit there and say, you know, it's cancer, it's poison. I mean, we know anything in excess ultimately is poisonous, right? Absolutely. So we we know they're maybe taking it to the extreme, but sometimes they want to be, you know, hurt. Just hurt their opinion. So and it, and that's yeah. anything in life. Yeah, it I doesn't agree. matter <laughs> whether it's dentistry or holistic care. Yeah. They just want to be heard, and as long as you validate them and then help to re-educate them, then it's their decision as to whether they move forward or not. But having different options, um, or at least being aware of different options for them, can help keep you from being stagnant and still being a productive hygienist to provide excellent care. Right. And you gotta think there's so much information out that people can get information so quickly and they jump to conclusions so quickly. So even now more than ever, they come to you source. as the provider. <laughs> like they think that you are the professional. So if we are, we're if the authoritative figure. We are. They and look if, to and us if for you that. say, and if they say to you, "What do you think about this?" and you have no clue, mm -hmm. not that you have to believe in that certain product or not, but you need to know what's going on out there because you are the professional in that field. So, what would you recommend offices? So, if they're looking on Facebook or they're mm -hmm. looking in a you know RDH magazine or you know a source that's out there and they see one of these trends or read about one of these trends, what do you recommend they do with that information? Just keep mm -hmm. it to themselves or? Well, let's, you know. take, let's take this for an example, oil pulling. 
Sure. When I was in practice, that started to become real big. Oh, yeah. But at the time, there was not a lot of information about it. So I kind of just blew it off and I said, hey, if you can oil pull for 20 minutes, but you can't floss for one minute, we got a problem. <laughs> well, you know, there are some things coming out about oil pulling. So what I have to do is I have to say to my other hygienists, what are you hearing from patients? What are, what are they saying to you? Let's get it together. Let's find out what those most common questions are. And let's come up as a team and have a standard of what do we say to these patients? And do we have a solution? Do we have something to give them? If not, what do we say or refer them to? And I think that education is key. Yeah. So don't just look towards what we have in dentistry. Because it, sometimes in dentistry it goes towards one way you know, and then you look at just holistic stuff and it goes the other way. So you need to really look at both sides. And what do you mean by that? So I think that when you are doing research, don't just look at research that's done by dental facilities or dental research. Mm -hmm. Look at doctor of osteopathy, um, holistic internist, um, looking at herbalist, so herbalisms. So they're just looking at all of that data Broaden your research. Broaden your research. Yeah. You know, um, that's something I learned a long time ago. You know, when you have a particular product, especially with a name brand, if research is backed by that product, more than likely it's going to be favored, whatever the results are, mm -hmm. are going to be favored towards that research mm -hmm. or that company. So you have to make sure that you're broadening your horizons. Don't just stick to just dental information. Also be willing to um, tweak it a little bit. So I'll pull off of you for oil pulling there. Mm -hmm. Oil pulling, going back to the essential oils, it, they are natural antimicrobials. Is anyone in their right mind gonna rinse their mouth for 20 minutes with coconut oil? No, they're not. But if they do it for a minimum time, it does show antibacterial properties. Is it gonna correct a cavity that's already into the dentin? No, it's not. Mm -hmm. But it is gonna help fight bacteria mm -hmm just as well as flossing. And I love the fact that you said if you can't floss for one minute, you're not gonna rinse for 20 minutes with yeah. oil pulling. I never thought about that, yeah. Doug. Or, Thank or, you if for you do, or if you can oil pull for 20 minutes, but you negate flossing, we got a problem. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I like that. You, you taught yeah. me something today, Dougie. Yeah. <laughs> Dougie Fresh. What, so <laughs> one other thing I just wanted to mention too, as hygienists, we gotta remember, you know what you've been taught in school and you know what's correct. So what I don't want hygienists to do is ever back down or ever just agree with the patient that says, you know, fluoride is of the devil, which I've actually heard them say in Louisiana, okay? <laughs> fluoride is not of the devil. Not just in Louisiana. I've, I've but heard, everybody's entitled yeah, to their own opinion. You know, but I've heard right? hygienists say, you know, just kind of, that patient would say one thing like that, and the patient would just go, yeah, and just kind of go on. Mm -hmm. No, you got to stand up for what you know. If you believe in fluoride and you know it's a good property, you still should say in a professional manner. Yep, absolutely. I still wanted to make sure you know this was available for you, and that we recommend it here. Yeah. But Never back down. Draw the yeah. line, though, yeah. right? And that's the I thing mean, is, do not argue <laughs> with <laughs> these patients. No. And I'm glad that we have this talk. I've tried to argue with patients. It is a losing battle. Do not do it. <laughs> Just stand up for what you know, but at the same time, know when to stop that. And that's usually like after one sentence. Listen to them and just see what else you can offer them right absolutely and absolutely. I, I learned with myself in that instance of fluoride that with my patients that were of holistic nature that i would validate and say absolutely you are right it is a neurotoxin 
at extreme high levels. Mm -hmm. However, this is not systemic. This is placed in a specific area, so that way it's not going into your whole body. And the Food and Drug Administration and the American Dental Association would not allow a product out that would form right. neurotoxicity. So I can stand behind, there's mm -hmm. more pros to this than their cons. However, if you still choose not to do fluoride, here's your alternative. Exactly. So I and that method was were validating what they said, standing firm to my beliefs that fluoride is a great mm -hmm. tool to use, but I also gave them an alternative that if they still said no, and I would, as a proud dental hygienist, I can say that of those 25%, around 80% of them still did fluoride with me twice a year. Yes. So, so let me let education. me ask you this, Absolutely. and we'll kind of finish with this. So if I'm in an office and I think, okay, well I have some patients who are starting to lean more towards the holistic approach, but you know, then I have the other half of patients who aren't, right? So do I have to pick a side? Do I, if I'm in a practice, do I, do we as a team need to pick whether we're going to be 100% holistic or 100% not? I don't feel like you do. No. Do you, Doug? No, no. I, I don't think so. You, I mean, we're there for our patients. Mm -hmm. We have to offer them what we believe is best for them. We are the professionals. We need to listen to their concerns and we need to educate them. I mean, it comes back to educating them. Yes, do you need a standard of care between your office on how you handle these patients? Yes, but that should be a standard of care with about anything that you do in your office, really. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. So when I add being a holistic so you, in there. Yeah, you don't have to pick sides and you don't have to be labeled as a holistic practice either to mm -hmm. be knowledgeable of holistic care and the alternatives to medicine. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. So it's a life learning thing and it's, it's important for us to always be on the forefront. I mean, we mm -hmm. need to show them that we know what we're talking about. We don't want them to blindside us because yeah. that loses yeah how they view us yeah so just providers. to recap things Jess, do you want to recap this episode for us so as a whole just being a knowledgeable of holistic alternatives being aware that your patients may ask you questions being firm and understanding of your beliefs but recognizing theirs giving them an alternative if they tell you no um, and knowing that it's okay for them to tell you no so just being mindful of we are in this business to take care of people, to nurture people, and to provide them with the best care, but ultimately it's their final decision as to what they choose to do or not do. Absolutely, and we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what kind of holistic products or what trends are going on in your region of the country. So you can contact us by going to hygieneprofitleaders.com, and as always, make sure that you subscribe so that you don't miss a new episode. Thank you, Jessica and Doug, and it was Thanks, a pleasure Caitlin. speaking with you guys you. today, and we will see you all next time.